Thanks for tuning into the Glittercast. We are going to do our chakra episode today that I promised you. I'm just like, <laughs> I got annoyed with one of my family members right before I sat down to record this just because one of my cousins is like posting stuff that's saying that the pandemic isn't real. And so I'm trying to be a normal person right now who's hosting a podcast, but I'm also just like so irritated because the pandemic is real. Let's just, <laughs> it's very real, but it's also like so triggering to me because a lot of my extended family has politics that are so different from my own. Like, you know, I remember getting shit for being a vegetarian and being a feminist. And it's really hard when you love someone because they're family, but their shitty views make you feel alienated and helpless. And it's like they are aligned with the things that you think are wrong with the world. And so I'm purposefully not looking at my phone right now because I like took the bait. I don't always take the bait when someone posts something dumb on social media, but I just was like, dude, no, like the pandemic is real. I know someone who worked with an anti-masker and there was like an issue at her job because she didn't want to wear a mask. And they were like, no, you have to wear a mask. So she was an anti-masker and she caught COVID and she brought it home and both of her parents died from COVID. And it's just like, this is what happens when you don't take science seriously. So I had to get that off my chest. I also don't want to alienate you guys, but I feel like pretty much anyone that listens to this is like, isn't a anti-vaxxer, anti-masker person. I think that you guys are all pretty much rock and roll, punk rock, science, witches, science, witches to the front. We can be witchy and spiritual and also acknowledge that science is a thing that exists. But okay, anyway, I'm going to get off my little tangent there. And I want to start talking about the chakras. So when I talk about the chakras, first of all, there are tons of different chakra systems. And the practice, the original practice that's like written in Sanskrit, that's centuries old, is not what we're using today when we look at the Western chakra system, because Carl Jung really was the person who began applying emotions to chakras. And that's kind of the system that I use. So I'm not going off of traditional Sanskrit teachings. Um, and most modern texts that you find today, at least in the Western world, won't, even in India, because there's this little bit of a like, uh, I, was, I was reading and studying this before I hopped on to record. But even in India, a lot of their yoga chakra meditations are a little bit of a hybrid between, you know, our westernized European American interpretation of the chakras. And so it's kind of like a little bit of a fusion happening over there. And by the way, the Western chakra system, it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I want to take this system and make it something else. It was kind of like someone tried to translate it and they did a bad job. And so they got the information wrong. At least that's what I, you know, could tell from what I was reading. Um, they were actually originally used to invoke deities and specific elements through chant and, and visualization. So you would essentially visualize like a flower where each of the chakras was, but they didn't have specific emotions. It was more fluid where you were sort of just sort of like calling in a specific deity, calling in a specific element, and then feeling your emotions around that versus the root chakra is, you know, your connection to reality, which we'll get into 
because I'm going to go through how I, how I look at the chakras and how I use them in my psychic practice. For me, you know, you can visualize flowers, you can visualize discs. I visualize orbs. So balls of light that are affiliated with the color that is the chakra that I'm looking at. And there's a lot of value in using the chakra system. This is basically for the most part, the system that I use when I'm doing readings. So I usually will channel someone about 30 minutes before I meet with them over Zoom. And I I always get a photo so I can channel people's energy before I talk to them. And I'll go through their chakra system and I'll go, okay, their root chakra is doing this and their heart chakra is doing this. And these are how these chakras are connected. And it gives me a little bit of an energetic outline of what that person's going through. And I started that, you know, I started working with this system when I was just exploring different things. And, you know, the beginning of my spiritual, I wouldn't say the beginning of my spiritual journey because that started when I was like 10, but when I was like, revisiting my spirituality when I was getting, you know, going through my Saturn return had just, you know, broken up with my husband and gotten sober, all that stuff. So I started working with the chakras and basically what I did was I printed out just a a sheet that kind of explained what each one was. And I would like get into a meditation and I would read what the root chakra was and I'd focus on the root chakra and what mine was doing. And then I'd read the description of the sacral chakra focus on my sacral chakra and what it was doing and try to meditate and make it healthy and make my chakras spin, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, it's a really great way to fine tune your psychic ability because it gives you a map of what energy is doing. It helps you tune into subtle energy so that you can become more aware of your energy versus other people's energy. I'm going to take a guess and say like 97% of you listening to this are empathic. Honestly, it might even be a solid hundred because I don't think there's a lot of like closed off people who are listening to this. So we've all got some intuitive and psychic stuff going on. Empaths really could benefit from learning about subtle energy because it helps you separate your energy from others so that you can block out unwanted anxiety, grief, you know, your energy levels drop when you pick up other people's, you know, vibes too much and they weigh you down. So it is, you know, I feel that empaths are really just like psychics who haven't developed their skills because that's how that's how I started I was like oh I'm an empath let me let me play with this and then I was like oh I'm full-blown psychic okay this is how this works even though I dabbled with it when I was younger it wasn't until I was kind of in my late 20s that I took it seriously and the information was a concept that I could grasp because when you're like 10 or 11 doing tarot it's like spooky and it's real, but it's also like you are not (laughs) old enough to really grasp what the information is. So um, it also helps you develop your clairvoyance because you're visualizing and you're looking at colors. So that's a really great reason to do chakra meditations. And like I said, like I will just sit down and then go through each chakra and visualize them. Uh, Again, I visualize them as orbs. And I'm just going to get into it. So, um, you know, traditionally we would be starting at the root chakra, but I do want to give a nod to sort of like the bottoms of our feet because I feel that we do have almost like not necessarily chakras on the bottom of our feet, but it is where we get our connection to earth. And I think that we do have little drains almost on the bottom of our feet. And so if you walk around barefoot, it's like the earth can take any energy, like any stress from you. And the earth is a very healing place. And so having that connection to the earth 
can help you feel more at peace. But also if you're too, uh, there's like, um, there's like a tiny little piece of lint floating around in front of my face, but it's like, you know how sometimes you'll get a small piece of lint, but it's floating in a way where you're like, that there's no draft in here. There's like, why is this floating? It's like that. So I feel like, uh, my, my spirit team's here with me. I've actually been hearing them talking to me when I've been talking to you guys, kind of throwing in some info. Um, but when it comes to also, like if you're two in your crown chakra and you need to ground, then that's a good time to pay attention to the bottoms of your feet. Cause it instantly connects you to the earth. But because there are these little drains at the bottom of our feet, I notice a lot of the times, and I've talked to a lot of clients, and this has become kind of a common thread that I found, that if I wait, like, I'll wake up when, and my feet will hurt. And they, will, they won't hurt when, I, when I've gone to bed, and I'm off my feet. But we know that healing happens when we're sleeping. It happens on the astral realms. We, you know, we get to reset. You know, our bodies are resetting, getting rest, getting what they need. But I think our spirits are as well. And if your feet wake up, if you wake up and your feet hurt, I think it's probably because you're releasing stuff. But also if you're holding on to too much stuff, it's almost like they could, it's almost like there could be a buildup of energy that's trying to be released. So that's when it's a good time to like stretch your feet, give your feet some love. I like to, when I really need to focus on grounding and I really am trying to do like manifestation work, which requires grounding so that you can take your wishes and, and manifest them in the material realms, I put patchouli or vetiver or amber on the bottoms of my feet because they're so earthy. They're so grounding. Cedar, cedar wood is good as well. Um, I'll put those in the bottom of my feet just to help me stay connected. Um, moving up from there, I mean, just giving love to your feet is nice anyway, but I do think that if we're looking at subtle energies and we're looking at our auras, and the chakra system, that's sort of how there's an alignment. When I'm doing a chakra balancing, uh, when I'm doing a chakra balancing session with a client, I'll put lava rock at the bottom of their feet so that the lava rock, because it's basically just like a black porous rock that is very absorbent. So I'll put that at the bottom of people's feet so that at the end of the session, it will have collected whatever needed to be released. And then I have them bury it themselves. Like, hey, this is your stuff. You get rid of it. Like, I, you know, I'll help you move it away, but it's your, you know, you got to do your own work at some, you know, to some extent. So moving up from there, our root chakra, it's at the base of our spine. And when I, when I'm doing chakra balancing, I do put crystals on each chakra and I have this tiny piece of ruby or garnet and I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to need you to put this at the base of your tailbone, which is basically your ass crack. Like, let's be real. So it's funny. I have just like a really small flat one. I'm like, Hey, can you put this under your butt? That'd be great. Thanks. Um, but it is at the base of our spines. It's red. And when I'm looking at a healthy chakra, it usually looks like a really pretty, pretty, like almost like ruby color. If it's an unhealthy chakra, sometimes it might look fuzzy or like a fireball. And when I see that, to me, that's usually an indication that someone is too on the go and they're not taking enough time to rest. And they're sort of like, depleting their energy levels because they're just going, going, going. And if I see a really dark root chakra, um, it's sort of like, I feel like they're too pessimistic or they're too bogged down because the root chakra is our connection to reality. It's the connection to our bodies. It's the connection to our gratitude and the material realms. And so a lot of times when I'm tapping into someone's root chakra, I will feel 
if they've got any discomfort in their body, I'll get information about their health, their eating habits, if there's too much caffeine in their diet, which like I may have overdid it a little bit with the caffeine this morning. But I think I'm okay. I think I feel like I also feel like I just was like wired because I had that like thing with one of my cousins. Anyway, um, one thing that I like to do is I like to anoint my chakras for, you know, with different essential oils so that if you got essential oil people out there, I think amber is really nice for the root chakra. Sometimes I'll color code, sometimes I'll color code, but one time I hadn't been working with cinnamon for long, cinnamon essential oil. And one time I just took a drop on my finger and I put it on my root chakra, which again is basically your butt crack. And I like 20 seconds after I was like, oh my God, this was a huge mistake because it just started burning and there's like nothing you can do because it's like when, like if someone gets maced, you're supposed to put milk in your eyes instead of water because the water makes it worse. And so I was just like, I'm like, at what point in time does this get TMI? But I was like trying to like dilute it with, with um, like lotion and stuff like that. But my skin had already absorbed the cinnamon. So I just want to like, yeah, that like that put me back in my root chakra for sure. Cause it burned it through. And I was like, oh my God, I feel everything. Um, but yeah, if you're going to use cinnamon oil, I think that's a, you know, that's going to be one that you want to dilute a lot. You want to use a carrier, carrier oil for sure. I was just so cocky. Like I don't have sensitive skin. I've never had reactions to essential oils. And I've learned since then that like, yes, yes, I have because lemongrass, I put lemongrass in my bath one time and it's a grass, right? And how many times have you sat on grass and your legs got itchy? And it's because of Grass allergies are super common, but they're mild. But also like when you're trying to take a relaxing bath and all of a sudden you're just like entire body is itching, it sucks. So yeah, I got cocky with my essential, I got, I got a little bit cocky with my essential oil relationship and I've learned some lessons because of it. So carrier oils are good if you're going to be using essential oils. Um, cinnamon oil, you know, I was using it because it was red and the root chakra is red, but it, it's so fiery. It's almost like a solar plexus oil. So Really, I would recommend using something super grounding, almost like you would put on the bottom of your feet. Patchouli is good. Vetiver, vetiver smells a little bit better than patchouli. And I know a lot of people have aversions to patchouli because it's like the hippie smell. So uh, amber is also really, really nice. And that's going to be like, it's a really nice balance of masculine and feminine. And if you can find a good amber oil, it's like, mm, it's real nice. Um, a musk could work as well, but if you go to sprouts or if you go to whole foods, they almost always have an essential oil section and to build up my collection, I just have, every time I go to the grocery store, picked up like an $8. If I'm, you know, if I just got paid or something, I'll get one of the more expensive, like $24 ones. Vetiver, I think is one of those more expensive ones. And I just would collect. And now I have like a huge, huge collection of essential oils. And it's just sort of like one by one by one. And you'll start to build up especially if stuff goes on sale. Sprouts always has great essential oil sales. So you should check it, check it out. Um, you know, when I'm seeing, when I'm looking at people's root chakras, because it is our connection to reality, I'll sometimes also get information on how clean someone's house is because it does have a little bit of a, you know, how organized is your home? What's going on in your home? It's all material realm stuff. Moving up from there, 
we have our sacral chakra. It's about two inches below the belly button. It's orange. To me, it usually looks just like a nice, healthy, like almost orange fruit. And it's, you know, it represents creativity because that's where the womb is. That's where babies are made. And so that's why it's also going to be our sex drive. So, you know, this is where you can examine, does someone have a creative block? Is someone not having enough sex? Is someone not satisfied? Are they, are they too sexually charged? You know, this is where you get all that information. And of course, if you're reading for clients, you have to use discernment about like, you don't want to be crass. So I always like when I do, when people, sometimes it's just about creativity, you know, and I can usually figure, you could usually can tell who like can and can't hear, um, messages about their sexuality but yeah I'll be you know I'll be like hey um this real sex drive I'm just gonna you know you can stop me if I'm crossing any boundaries but you know blah 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 so if you are a reader and you're gonna start borrowing from this it's okay to bring up sex in a reading it's just you have to like you know your audience pretty much but if you are having creative blocks, this is going to be sort of like where you want to focus is on your sacral chakra. And I recommend eating oranges because there's fruit. It's, you know, which fruit is usually like a creativity thing, a creation thing as well. Um, because again, it's like, it's like ovaries, you know, the seeds are. And I always put orange oil on my sacral chakra. So I'll like anoint each chakra, like I said, and I'll use orange oil for my sacral chakra. And burning orange candles is really good for creativity as well. It's just going to depend on what system you want to work with. Because I work with the Western chakra systems, but I also work with planetary magic and astrology. And some of those colors align and some of them don't. So whereas orange would be creativity in the chakra system, in the planetary magic system, it's going to be communication, which there can be creativity involved with that. But it's just sort of like it's not as cut and dry straightforward because if we're looking at sexuality in the planetary aspect of things, that's going to be Mars, which is red. So, that you know, there's, there's similarities and there's differences as well. But we're talking about the chakra system. We can maybe have like a planetary magic or a planet you know planetary thing coming up in one of these episodes I'm going to be doing more solo episodes because I just get so much more feedback where people are wanting to learn and it's easier for me to just be like oh this is what I know let me like regurgitate it to you so you know things too anyway moving up from there we have our solar plexus which is about two two inches above the belly button and this is going to rule, it's yellow or gold. I usually visualize it as like a little sun, like a little sun in my belly or like a ball of molten gold. And, you know, if the, if the light there feels weak, because this is going to rule our confidence, our mental clear and our mental clarity. Um, if someone's sacral chakra feels weak or if it feels like the light is being dimmed, I, I would say that there's probably some issues around confidence, but also there are people who can be, it's almost like they have too much energy in their sacral chakra and it, it can almost become like intrusive or aggressive. Um, so you really just want it to be like a nice, healthy, like sunny day glow. And this is a very common psychic point for empaths. And so if I'm channeling someone and I realize that there's an inconsistency in the energy. So if I start to feel like butterflies in my stomach or the energy feels really dense, I can tell, oh, like this person 
receives intuitive information through their solar plexus. And that's why their stomach, you know, it feels hard as a rock if bad news is on its way and they know something's wrong and their stomach just clenches up or, you know, this person's really sensitive to subtle energy. And so they get a little bit of social anxiety and their stomach gets butterflies, but it's just because they don't really know how to protect their own energy. And sometimes we pick up on anxiety that doesn't belong to us because social anxiety is really a very real thing. But it's also like when you're an empath, you're like, well, is it mine or is it not? And that's like the big question. And so if you do have a lot of solar plexus activity, I recommend, you know, before you go out, before you leave for the day, if you can sit outside and do this, or if you can sit in a sunny window, that's even better. But I would sit and just visualize your solar plexus as, you know, a ball of golden light in your stomach and then allow it to grow and get bigger and expand until it's basically surrounding you and you're engulfed in this sort of like protective golden light. This is also going to be where a lot of our energy levels exist. And so I see this in empaths a lot where they'll be really active, feel really healthy, feel really good in their body. And then it's like they have two days where they're just wiped out. And it's like they came out of nowhere and you're like, am I sick? Like, I can't. Why am I so tired? And the more you are bogged down by other people's energy, the more frequent this will be. So if you have like chronic fatigue, yes, go to a doctor. I'm never going to tell you ever. I will never tell you that you need to meditate over going to a doctor. If you're showing symptoms that make you concerned for your health, you need to go to a doctor. But if you're also trying to take a spiritual approach to problem solving, or if you want a a holistic approach, so maybe you want to do meditations and see your doctor, which is what I recommend, um, then you would want to sort of do this visualization exercise because it will stop other people's energy from like attaching to your aura and weighing you down. Um, carrying gold pyrite is really great. I use lemon oil for this. I didn't give any crystals for the root and the sacral chakra. So for the root chakra, I use garnet and it basically helps you ground and connect with the earth in a way that makes it feel really beautiful. Um, I also, I left out one of my favorite root chakra practices where if I'm having to connect with the, if I feel like I'm needing to connect more, I will try to find one unconventionally beautiful thing a day. So it could be just like the cracks in the sidewalk form a pretty shape or the shadow from a tree is making a really pretty pattern on the sidewalk or there's a really nice material and I'll just appreciate the material and I'll feel it. Um, Things like that, listening to beautiful music. Ludovico Inaudi is an Italian composer who I listen to all the time. Uh, especially when I need to do root chakra work just because it makes he makes the world feel so beautiful. Um, so that's like a good thing with the root chakra is like engaging with the beauty that surrounds you. That's a really good gratitude help is, you know, that's a really good gratitude thing as well. With the sacral chakra, um, in addition to like orange or tangerine essential oil, I use carnelian or sunstone, which I'm actually holding right now. Sunstone is really nice. Orange, um, orange quartz is also one that you could use, but you want to be looking at orange stones, right? Sacral chakra, I already talked about, uh, or I'm sorry, solar plexus chakra, I already talked about gold pyrite. I use lemon essential oil. I don't have any issues using uh, lemon essential oil directly on my skin, but you might want to, you know, you know, spot test or something like that. You know, you're going to know your own skin better. 
And yellow or gold candles, if I'm feeling low energy, I always try to make sure that I'm, you know, working with solar energy because it will help you come back to that place. Citrine's also a good, um, a nice, good stone that you can use and it will make you feel more charismatic for your solar plexus. So if you do have confidence issues and you're wanting to feel a little bit more charismatic, then I would try carrying citrine. But so uh, gold pyrite is just like a little bit more aggressive and like making you clutch onto your confidence. And I also think it really helps with energy levels. Um, we have moving up from there, we have our heart chakra, which is green. And there's like, this is where the planetary colors sort of like bleed over because the color of Venus, which is love and emotion. Well, moon is emotions too, but Venus, which is love is green and pink. And so when we have the heart chakra being green, there's, there's like that affiliation there. And so when I I have two oils that I use for the heart chakra, because this is our emotions, right? When I am trying to get over grief, I will put rosemary oil on my heart chakra. And I recommend this to clients all the time, especially if they've just gotten over a breakup or something. But, you know, if you're feeling grief, then, you know, you're, you're needing to sort of put salve on a wound. That's when I use rosemary oil. So that's sort of like for healing. Now, when you're closed off, which is really, really common for empaths and intuitive people, it's really common to close off close off our hearts because we don't want to open ourselves up to pain that doesn't belong to us or like the world can be really overwhelming, especially these last, you know, couple of years and this last year, especially, um, then, you know, empaths and intuitives, they tend to close off their hearts. And so that's when you want to use bergamot because it does help loosen things up. It does help clear blockages so that you can emotionally connect because it's like, it sounds so counterintuitive that an empath and an emotionally sensitive person could just close off. But there are for real times where I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not feeling things outside of readings. And so like, I'm not feeling things for myself and I need to make sure that I'm doing that. And so like, it's really common for people to just like turn off emotionally when they're psychically in tune and bergamot oil will help open you up green candles as well. I love adventuring for heart chakra stuff. Um, and I'll usually like kind of put it, if I can if I can manage it, because the heart chakra is like in between your boobs or um, your man boobs or your just your nips. If I don't, I don't, sorry, I made it weird. Anyway, your heart, that's where your heart chakra is. And so if I, if I've got a bra that will like support a crystal in the middle, I like to just like walk around with an adventuring in my boob crack because it makes me feel like my heart is opening up. Uh, when we're looking at the emotions of a heart chakra, you know, I, I see this a lot where it's almost like the heart will almost like blast energy to another chakra. So I'll see where the chakras are connected and maybe I'm skipping ahead with information. I'm probably going to talk about that a little bit more once I finish up and go to the crown chakra. So just like put a pin in that. But with the heart chakra, it's going to tell you about like, you know, are they holding on to, pa- on, on to past hurt, past wounds? I'll like look at someone's heart chakra and I'll be like, oh, you had a bunch of gossipy, bitchy friends in high school and now you have a hard time trusting. Like this is where we see trust issues. This is where we see intimacy issues. This is where we see, you know, having a hard time connecting. Another thing that I see a lot with empaths is that empaths naturally can connect to almost anyone they talk to. And empaths have a gift for making other people be seen, but 
it's really rare that we feel people connecting back to us and we feel people seeing us, which is why soulmates can be so dangerous for empaths because we feel we get that immediately, but there could be red flags that we ignore because of it, because it's so rare to feel like someone's connecting back and that we're seen because all damn day long, we're connecting with people, making them feel validated, making them feel seen, making them feel understood. And then to have that come back in a, in a return, it's rare. So that's kind of like the, one of the plights, one of the many plights of being an empath. Um, I have this cute little note here that I wrote because so my niece, she's like, you know, she's a little whippersnapper. She's like four years old and she has these meditation videos, I guess, that she can watch. And I, her parents told me this story where she was doing a meditation video. And I guess part of it was like, towards the end of the, of the meditation, they were like, okay, now think about someone you love and imagine them like happy and healthy. And her dad was like, are you thinking about me and mommy? And she was like, no, I'm thinking about Paw Patrol. I'm thinking about Sky. And I was like, oh, little baby girl. It's like one of my favorite stories. But yeah, that's a, I thought that was a good heart chakra thing. You know, think about something you love. It's, it's for me, it's David Bowie. I don't really understand the Paw Patrol thing, but I'm also not there mentally. So anyway, moving up from there, we have our throat chakra, which is blue. And it exists pretty much where you think it would, like right at the base of the throat and into the throat. A little bit, you can feel it a little bit in the chest, but I think that's like kind of where like the heart and the throat meet is like in the chest area. And so when I'm channeling someone and and I'm looking at their throat chakra, if I feel like I, if I feel like my throat is closing up or like I have a sore throat, there's, that's usually an indication of communication issues. And that could be a lot of things. Um, if I feel like I'm closed off, it could be like, oh, like this person just doesn't speak up for themselves. But if it hurts, if it feels like I have a sore throat, I could be like, oh yeah, that this person does communicate, but they say things without completely thinking them through. And so sometimes it becomes hurtful. And so they, they allow themselves to be triggered and spew venom. And I think it's okay to be triggered. I think that like it's just human nature, but it's about like your response and having a diplomatic approach to your communication that makes things a little bit easier for people. So even though like I was triggered today <laughs> by my cousin's post, I tried to be diplomatic in like what I said and taking the bait, but I still haven't looked to see like if there was a response. Cause I'm just like, I'm just gonna avoid it for a bit. Um, with the throat chakra, I like peppermint oil. I think that's a really nice uh, scent to put on your throat chakra. And I also always recommend drinking peppermint tea, especially if there's a situation where like you're trying to psych yourself up to have a conversation, peppermint tea and peppermint essential oil on the throat chakra are perfect. Uh, I usually use a little sapphire when I'm doing chakra balancing, but blue kyanite is also a really nice one. But I think that's more like if you're trying to relay psychic information because that blue kyanite is called the trip stone because it's so good at helping you astral project and tap into the spirit realm. So if you're having trouble with grounding, maybe don't use the trip stone. But if you're, you know, trying to be insightful and you're trying to gain divine knowledge and you're trying to relay divine knowledge and you don't have to necessarily be super grounded because when I'm in the psychic realms, yeah, I try to be grounded enough to bring in the information, but like, as soon as I leave a psychic session, I forget what we talked about because I just wasn't in 
I wasn't 100% in reality. You can't be 100% in like the material realms or what the masses consider reality. If you're like, Hey, let me just like talk to a ghost for a little bit. Let's see what your grandma's up to. Like, you know, it's like, and so that's why we forget because a lot of psychics forget what happens in a session because we're in, uh, we're in the ether. And so again, blue kyanite, it's good for that sort of work. But if you're trying to be grounded and connect on a grounded level, I would use something more like sapphire. Blue calcite's actually really nice as well, especially if you need to have healing conversations and have like a gentle touch with the way that you're trying to communicate. Blue calcite, I would say is probably my favorite. I'm looking at some now. I'm like, oh, I, want just, I just want to hold you. I love calcite so much and it's so cheap. Uh, I have a bunch I need to start selling on my website. I'm going to be taking probably like a week off of readings sometime next month so I can just like really get everything done. Um, okay. Also, one thing that I've noticed about the throat chakra is that if you're a person who normally sings in your car or sings when you play music and you stop singing or you haven't been singing in a while, that's usually an indication that your throat chakra is closed off and there's something you need to be talking about. I think it's okay to have your throat chakra intermittently close off because like for me, before I talk about something serious, I want to sit with the information and process it. I don't like to be impulsive in my important conversations. I like to be methodical and logical. So like, it's okay. You don't need to freak out if your throat chakra is closed off. You just need to be thinking about what you should be saying and what that looks like and how to best convey your message. Okay. So our third eye, this is in the middle of our foreheads. It's purple. It rules our intuition. You know, if I was going to skip ahead to the crown chakra, which is above our heads, and it's usually like a violet or a white. I usually look at it as a white. Um, the third eye is sort of like the crown chakra is where divine information comes through, and the third eye is where we understand it. So, you know, our intuition can get wonky sometimes if we're not taking proper care of our third eye or if we've even got a trickster around us, you know. It's where you're like, I know I'm getting a message, but what is it? Or I know I was getting a message, but I got it a little bit wrong. That's just sort of like, you know, there could be something going on with like your third eye and the way that you're interpreting psychic information. Amethyst is, you know, usually my go-to when it comes to third eye stuff, but I also really love Herkimer diamonds and they're not purple and I'm using a color system, um, but Herkimer diamonds are really good for like the, um, the crown chakra. And so I kind of use it because I think these two are so inter intertwined, but I like to put a little drop of lavender on my third eye before bed, especially if I'm noticing that I get third eye headaches. And this is really common. I see this all the effing time when I'm, <laughs> I like how sometimes I say effing and sometimes I just like go for it and drop an F-bomb. I don't know like where the discernment's coming from, but um, when I look at people and I'm looking at their third eyes, it's really common for me to be like, oh, this person gets headaches. And sometimes they're migraines, like full-blown migraines. And that's usually like when you really need to remove a toxic person or a toxic situation from your life. And, or it could just be like a dull headache where it's like you haven't taken enough time for yourself and you need to like kind of recharge and do some meditation and find some peace and find some zen. Because I think what happens is our third eyes get a little bit like overstimulated or overworked. And so if you notice like you go out into a crowd and you come home and you have a headache, you probably just had too much stimulation, too much energy, too much subtle energy coming into your aura, which is another reason why practicing self psychic self-defense 
and, you know, bubbling up doing either, you know, doing some sort of like protective meditation or carrying a protective stone like black tourmaline or something like that, that's going to help you sort of combat like the third eye fatigue. Light sensitivity is also really, really common. And sound sensitivity, depending on where your, um, where your psychic strengths lie. Um, I also meant to mention that the heart is usually a very common point where we take in psychic information because if you feel like your heart beating really fast because you're around someone who's nervous, it's almost like, like similar to the solar plexus where it's like if you're feeling flips in your stomach <clears throat> and it's not yours, that's a psychic point for you. And our hearts, you know, if we feel things in our hearts, if we feel shifts in our hearts, um, if we feel emotion, you know, emotions shift quickly, that could be a psychic point for you where you're picking up on something. You're picking up on grief or joy or glee. It's lovely when you're an empath and you're picking up on someone else's joy and glee. This is why, you know, being around children that are having fun is so nice. And also why being around children who are having a meltdown is a nightmare. Like also because it's very loud when children have meltdowns. But um, the heart chakra is also a very psychic point for you. Um, Our sacral chakras, which rule creativity uh, is also a psychic point, but usually that's for people who do like, who do creative channeling. When you're creating some sort of art and you get in a zone and you feel just like the information is flowing really easily, I think that we're channeling and we're tapping into something. Um, But back to the third eye, you know, this is how we understand divine information, but I also think it rules clairvoyance. So if I'm seeing someone with a lot of energy in their solar plexus that feels like psychic energy, I would almost say like, oh, that's clairaudience because the solar plexus is also connected to our minds and clairaudience is the ability to hear information. And so we would hear that in our minds versus like with our, you know, you know, it's not, it just feels like a different sort of voice or a different sort of message is coming through. And so if I saw a lot of psychic energy in someone's sacral or sorry, solar plexus, not sacral, solar plexus, I would say, oh, like maybe they're clairvoyant. If I saw a lot of psychic information in someone's heart chakra, I would say, oh, okay, they're probably very empathic. That could be true of the solar, of the solar plexus as well. Um, but when I see a really, really, really fine tuned, happy third eye, to me, that's usually an indication of clairvoyance, which is the ability to visualize very well, have prophetic dreams, um, see auras, see orbs. And usually that comes with meditation and strengthening your gifts. Like I see orbs now, I see them all the time, almost on a daily basis, but that's not something that I was able to do five or six years ago. It took, you know, training myself and getting, you know, more involved with meditation to be able to get to that point. And also being open to it. I think that our logic kind of steps in or even our confidence can make us feel like, oh, I I couldn't actually be psychic. And so I couldn't see orbs. That can be a block. So, you know, if you want to, if you are open to seeing orbs and you're open to seeing orbs and you believe in yourself, that's going to help you with that journey as well and strengthening that. And then we have our crown chakra, which is, again, I talked about this a little bit. It's right over the top of our heads. And this is where we're going to have divine information come through and it connects us to the other realms. I, you know, I feel my crown chakra open a lot and I also feel when I need to be closing it up. And sometimes you do want to close your crown chakra because you don't want to be 
channeling energy that doesn't belong to you. Um, what this can look like is if we connect psychic cords to people all the time, right? And so it could be like an ex or even someone that you're currently dating and you can't get them out of your head. And it almost feels like you're falling down a rabbit hole where you can't stop thinking about them. To me, I've noticed over time that like either you've created a psychic cord to them because you were thinking about them casually and there's an emotional bond there. And so a psychic cord formed or they were thinking about you and you're receptive to their energy. And so a psychic cord forms. And unless you cut that, it could be really hard to stop thinking about them. And um, so that's when it's a good time to do a cord cutting or say, you know, um, return to sender. Or if you know where the energy is coming from, you could say I banished and then their first and last name. I usually do that three times. Like I banish you. No, no, no. I banish you. No, no, no. You know, um, but also like I had another psychic. I wish I could remember her name, but she she told me that you can visualize your crown chakra as almost like a camera lens where you twist it and it closes and your guides will reopen your crown chakra for you. So you don't have to feel weird about closing it if you need a break from subtle energy. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we just want to be humans and not empathic. And that's when it's cool to turn off your crown chakra. Now, if you're feeling like a heavy pressure, that's another good time to close it because it could be someone's directing negative bullshit at you and you just don't, you want to lock it down. And that's when I really say like return to sender. If I feel like a pressure on the top of my head and it feels like there's negative energy, I'll say return to sender, return to sender. Sometimes I'll light a black candle depending on how aggressive it is. It's not very often. I feel like I usually pretty much have good relationships with people, but like the more exposure you get, the more people are going to be like have their shitty feelings towards you. So it's just part of building your career, I think, um, and building your status. And, you know, I, all of you guys, I'm sure have dealt with that before where you're like not a jealous person, but that doesn't mean that jealous people don't exist around you. And so you have to be careful about like what their jealous tendencies and what their negative thoughts and influences can do if they're projecting bad vibes at you. Cause energy is fluid and you know, it's why I don't try to ever think bad things about other people because it's like, I don't want to put that out there. Like it, I'd so much rather just focus on my own shit. And so, but people really get high off of hating other people. And if you feel that negative energy coming in, it could be from a totally unexpected place. Like you have no idea where it's coming from. Just return to sender. If you want to be nice about it, you can say return to sender with love and light. But usually if someone's sending shitty vibes at me, like I'm not trying to do your healing for you. So I just say like return to sender. If it's real bad, sometimes I'll say return to sender with a lesson. So it just depends on where you're at and what the energy you're picking up on feels like and how, <laughs> you know, how much you want to put up with shit and be compassionate and how much you're over it. You know, there are times when you might be like, oh, I want to, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to have compassion for this situation or this person that's shitty. And there are other times where you're like, uh, -uh I'm over this. I am done. And so it'll just kind of depend on where you're at when it comes down to like how you approach the uh, negative vibes on your crown chakra. Um, it's not all bad vibes though, because if you ever feel like, um, almost like a tingling on tingling sensation on the top of your head, or it could feel like your hair is growing. That's a nice, like your crown chakra is opening up because your guides are trying to either get your attention, in which case you could say, what's the message? Uh, for me, it usually feels just like they're trying to bring me comfort and support. And so I'll usually say like, oh, I invite in your blessings. Uh, that's a good time to communicate and talk to your spirit guides and sort of say like, hey, like, you know, this is what I need help with. Please send me strength around this. You know, I'm feeling low energy today. So please send me more energy. 
Um, and it's important to keep your vibes positive and your thoughts positive when you feel your crown chakra open up, because I do think that there's a connection between your crown chakra being open and what you manifest because the universe is sort of listening to your thoughts and like, Hey, what you want? So if you feel your crown chakra open and you're thinking to yourself, like, uh, like, I don't know, you're having feelings of unworthiness or thoughts of unworthiness, even if you don't believe it, flip your negative into a positive. So, you know, even if you don't believe that you're going to get some sort of job that you want, just lie to yourself and hack your brain and say, no, I'm good enough. I'm going to get this job. And it's just going to help with like your manifestation. I think that's a good rule of thumb in general anyway. For me, it's like, I always have to check myself when I'm feeling tired and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. I have to remember to say like, I'm feeling my energy levels raise. I have the energy to get through this day. And that's how it's sort of like, you know, even if it's like, you know, oh, I, I, like if you want to lose weight or something, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. No, I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to get to where I want to be. I'm going to reach my goal. Not worrying about what, how you're going to get to the goal or what it's going to take to get to goal. Just I'm going to reach the goal and then just do the work and don't overthink it and don't send yourself negative thoughts especially if your crown chakra is open, you can manifest it. And also it's like, what are you attracting if you're having a negative thought pattern about things you want to change in your life? So, you know, that's just a little bit of info on how the crown chakra works. Um, I usually use jasmine oil for my crown chakra. Selenites are a really good one for the crown chakra as well. When I'm doing energy work with people, I usually will put a big selenite um, like disc above their heads because I want to make sure that they're just getting pure, clean, happy, healthy energy coming through. But again, Herkimer diamonds are really good. Those are also like a super high, a super high vibe crystal. I have them in my crystal empowerment pouch, which is in, uh, you can get on rainbowglitterstar.com. But I love Herkimer diamonds so much. People request them all the time. I almost wonder about just selling them individually, but I don't know. I have to think about, I have to think about that for a little bit. Um, yeah, so I wanted to just talk a little bit about how the chakras might interact with each other. Cause I was sort of saying this earlier that like I might be tapped into someone's like heart chakra. And then all of a sudden my attentions are go to their root chakra or I'm looking at someone's um, sacral chakra, which rules creativity. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, my attention is drawn to their crown chakra. That to me is like, Oh, your creative channel. If I see, I think that the root chakra and the heart chakra are usually really intertwined because like if someone's going through a breakup or something, I will feel, I will feel sorrow in their heart. And then I'll see that they're not really taking care of themselves because that's very common when there's a breakup, you just kind of like are a mess for a little bit and you let your sorrow happen. And then you have to like build yourself back up. Um, if, you know, I think that gratitude and feeling grateful about the things that you have, about the body that you have, about the world that you exist in, that is a really good way to make your heart chakra and your root chakra very healthy right away. Um, you know, we could have, we, I, I see a lot of connections between the throat chakra, uh, which is again, the way you communicate and your solar plexus chakra, which is confidence. And so when I'm, when I see something like that, I could be like, oh, you know, they, they hold back. I see that their energy is held back in their sacral chakra and in their throat chakra. So like they're, they don't speak their truth or they don't always speak their ideas uh, because they're afraid of looking dumb or being judged. On the other hand, there might be someone who has a really proje projective solar 
plexus energy and a really projective throat chakra energy. And it could be like, oh, this person just kind of like is on the defense a lot. Or they just say whatever they want to say and they say it very quickly and they don't always think it through because the, you know, even though there's a lot of solar plexus energy, it's not necessarily maintained well. Because if that energy is like expansive and it's unpredictable and it feels like rowdy, it there's usually like impulse issues that's happening with that person. So these are all ways to just start thinking about how the chakra system works. I recommend that you, you know, you could, hopefully you've been taking notes. I should have maybe at the beginning be like, hey, you might want to take notes, but I know some of you do anyway. You could go through, listen to this again and take notes. Um, You could even like start it, listen to the root chakra, pause it, meditate on your root chakra, or just print something up online that tells you what each chakra is. But I would go through and meditate on your own. I recommend keeping a pen and paper next to you when you meditate because so, like I said, when there's psychic readings, I forget almost everything I talk about. So that's why when I'm meditating for myself, I'll usually like take notes so that I don't forget. And this is why I write, I write down dreams as well, because that's a astral plane experience and we lose that information really quickly. Um, and so that's why I write down as much as I can when I'm in like the, the ether or the spiritual realms or whatever you want to call it. And so I would recommend like going through each chakra, um, writing a little note for each one about how yours looks. Um, and also like if you're wanting to read for other people, what I would do is I would get a picture of them or if they are, you know, if you have a friend that you can practice with, then I would, you know, get into a meditative state, get into a place of calm, um, you know, try to visualize yourself in a ball of white light, acknowledge, but kind of put to the side your own energy just so you can come from a clear, pure space and then try to imagine what the person you're trying to channel's energy is like, what, imagine what it's like to be them. And then start looking at the chakras and then you can be like, oh, okay, this is, these are the behavioral patterns I'm seeing. And that's sort of like how I taught myself how to read chakras in other people. Um, Another thing that you could do, and I was going to do a little bit of a tarot draw for this, for the collective, but I think I'm getting low on time. But what I, what I would recommend you guys do is you could pull a tarot card for, each chakra. So the root chakra, which is, I'm like, well, now I'm just drawing cards. So I'm just going to do one really quick. Okay. So the root chakra is our connection to reality. And so right now I pulled the hanged man. And so that could be an indication that someone is feeling stuck in their circumstances. And if I'm reading for the collective, well, it's like, yeah, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Like we've changed our president, but we haven't actually like changed our situations. We've had a vaccine, but we still have lockdowns. Or if you're in a state that is lifting lockdowns too soon and like mask mandates are going away, there could be a situation where you're feeling stuck because you don't agree with it. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of different things that you can, different ways that you could look at it. Um, For the sacral chakra, which rules, you know, our sex drive and our creativity, I pulled strength. So, you know, I do think that we find a lot of value in ourselves when we are being creative and so that's a good time to sort of like, you know, you can't, you can't control what's going on in the outside world. You can, you know, you can contribute in ways that align with your morals, but you can't control the entire world. And so this is like finding strength and, you know, doing things that make you feel creative for yourself. And then also like, I don't know, maybe blowing off some steam in the sack because strength, I don't know. (laughs) If you want to get down, get down. Um, The solar plexus, I pulled the hierophant. I'm like, damn, I'm just like pulling all major arcana. So with the sacral chakra, 
and the hierophant, I would say that this is a situation where like you need to be more comfortable, like asserting your will, asserting your authority, speaking up for yourself, setting boundaries and like being black and white about what you want and what you're willing to settle for and what you're not. Compromise is good, but this is where it's like, you got to say no, you got to set a boundary. You got to go after that thing you want. Like this is where it's like, take action, take initiative, own your power. All right. Going into the heart chakra, I have the knight of swords. And so when I'm seeing a knight, it's usually like, you know, there's a nobility there, but the swords is like, there's a logic to it. So it's sort of like staying true to your heart based off of information that you know to be true. And so it is adding you to add a little, like to bring a little bit of logic into your emotions. And if you know that you're triggered and you're overreacting in a certain way, using logic to sort of like talk yourself down and bring yourself down and put things into perspective. And also like seeing things from multiple perspectives, trying to understand where someone else is coming from. There's a lot of understanding here, but you also have to act on what you think is right. Throat chakra, I have the Knight of Coins. To me, that's just like, if you need a raise, ask for a raise. <laughs> ask for a raise. Um, with a third eye, I've got the Nine of Cups. And so this is, I would say, these energies working together. This is like the universe saying like, hey, like, again, do some do some gratitude work by like embracing love. You could even say something like I call in love. Um, you know, you could ask the universe to like, hey, please show me some joy. Please show me some simple pleasures. That's something that I do when I'm feeling like a little bit disenchanted with the world. I'll like say to the spirit realms like, hey, like, please show me something today that's going to make me feel happy. And, you know, I might see like a crow doing something cute or have a butterfly go by in a way that's just really lovely and makes me feel calm and peaceful. All right. With the, the um, I'm like, which one was it that I just did? I just did the third eye, right? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Where did I? Oh, no, there's the other one. Okay. I was missing a card. I was like, wait, when did I miss one? Okay. So for the crown chakra, I actually pulled the tower, which is like, you never want to see those two things together. Um, but you actually, I don't know, I think it's kind of good and you kind of do because for the tower, to me, that's like, you got to make a change. You got to get rid of toxicity. You got to like push out that the things that aren't serving you. And so I think that this is just like get cutthroat about removing toxicity from from your life and from your relationship and from your situation so that you can build a healthier future. And this is also like, take care of your responsibilities. What are you running from? What are you hiding from? That will all build up and hit you in a way that's really hard, that's really hard and really sort of like destabilizing if you don't sort of look at your stuff and look at what you need to look at. And so the tower on the crown chakra, is just sort of like make the change you need to make, you need to make. Um, and so, yeah, that's a cool way to use, to sort of use the tarot and learn the chakra system at the, at the same time. If you're not, you know, so if you're not so involved in like meditations just yet, or you're not quite sure about channeling just yet, then you could use tarot cards and pull for your friends based off of the chakra system. And that will help you learn it and it will build your intuition. So I hope you enjoyed my chakra episode. I don't know if I said what I did. I said, I put Jasmine oil on the crown chakra. Um, Anything that makes you feel like really at peace is going to be good for there. Um, I also use geranium a lot of the time for my sacral chakra or my crown chakra just because it reminds me of the divine feminine. It's good on the heart too. I just like want to pour geranium oil on everything. Anyway, 
Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me online, rainbowglitterstar.com. Please send me a review on iTunes. It helps me grow my audience. And you know, that's the whole thing. I'm trying to build my career. I'm trying to grow my career. And those ratings and reviews actually really help me. You can find me on Instagram at Rainbow Glitter Star and for the podcast and daily horoscopes at The Glittercast. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful week. We'll be back next Tuesday with the Taurus season astrology, and then I'll have some guests coming back. So I hope you're having a great day um, and that you had a wonderful new moon. All right. Bye.